0: Hey, it's Lacey Broussard and this is the multi-orgasmic mama podcast. From sex and motherhood, birth and relationships, communication and intimacy building, and Taoism and Tantra, we explore topics such as self-care, self-pleasure, body image, jadex, the feminine cycles, creativity in business, and modern spirituality. The multi-orgasmic mama is a place to come for true stories and transformational advice on how to be a mama and a multi-orgasmic woman too. Welcome to the Multi Orgasmic Mama podcast. Today we have on Dana Myers. How hey, are you doing, Dana? Hi,
1: I'm great. Good to see you, Lacey. Nice to
0: be here. I like your
1: I like your podcast space.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean. Everyone loves my my Angelical globe right here. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, so go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do and who do you serve? Yeah.
1: Well, I am Dana B. Myers and um I am a woman of many, I don't know, many jobs, many roles. I am the founder and creator of a sexy beauty and lifestyle brand called Booty Parlor. Um, I started this brand out of of my living room when I was 27, Um, no 28, 28, I'm 41 now, almost 42, so we've been around for a long time, Um, and that brand, we design sexy cosmetics and what we call romantic treats like massage oils and edible body toppings, all things that um, kind of help a woman boost her sexy self-confidence and feel really good about herself, and then also inspire sexier experiences in the bedroom. Um, We've been sold by everyone from Victoria's Secret to Ulta. We do a lot of international business, um, and I do everything from picking the fragrances and the formulas, creating the packaging, to telling the stories. and really uh, getting that product out there. Um, I'm also an author. I wrote my first book called The Official Booty Parlor Mojo Makeover, Four Weeks to a Sexier You. I'm never short for words, I'm never short on (laughs) titles. Everyone's like, could you come up with a longer title? Um, And that is really, it's a guidebook for women of all ages and all um, relationship statuses um, to just get more in touch with their desires, more in touch with their body confidence, um and help them kind of get the love and sex that they that they want and deserve um the next book is called the mommy mojo makeover 28 tools to reclaim your sensuality and (laughs) these titles now are so long and reignite your relationship that's i'm just going to call it the mommy mojo makeover that's coming out in april um i'm also an educator so i do workshops on all this material helping moms and, and women, whether you have children or not. Um, again, just really reconnect with your own unique sexuality and sensuality and helping um, helping deliver daily practices that bring sex and sensuality into your world, into your life, into your body, into your relationship in a way that's really actionable and, and simple to understand. Um, so I do workshops, I do coaching, I'm a wife, I've been married for um, almost 13 years. Wow! And we're just going, it's a long time. We're very happy. Um, we have a great sex life because we really work on it. Practice yeah. what you right? I am my own laboratory. What? I have my own desire lab right here. The home is the desire lab. Yeah. Um, and I'm a mom. I'm a mom of two kids. I have a son who's seven. And a daughter who's four, so, and I'm a woman, so I'm, I'm constantly, you know, juggling my life of mom, entrepreneur, um, wife, woman, and uh, I'm in a very good spot right now. I'm, I'm loving life, and I serve women. I serve women. If you have a vagina, I serve you.
0: <laughs> so, all, any woman with a vagina,
1: <laughs> and couples. No, and couples. You know, because i you know this as much as I do. If the woman is happy, if the woman is confident, you know that is the foundation, right, for how the relationship is gonna bloom and blossom. So, I do serve couples. Um, I do some couples coaching, but mostly just um with women.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. So cool. So I'm really curious, what inspired you to start all of this at 27, 28 years old? And did you have kids then?
1: No, didn't have kids then. Um, I grew up, my mom was a makeup artist. And from a very young age, I grew up following her to the beauty shop. And she had this little room in the back of a beauty salon. And every time I'd go in, you know, I would see all the stylists beautifying these women and I knew that there were secrets being shared. You know, that's what happens, right? And be um, And it was the same experience with my mom. I would be sitting, you know, to the side in the corner, watching her with a woman in her chair, watching her transform her with makeup, with girlfriend-to-girlfriend conversation and the healing properties of that, mm-hmm. um, and really listening as a young girl, listening to women kind of divulge their relationship secrets and what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, And when they would look in the mirror after this makeover, I would see, I would see the transformation. I would see the transformation, not just how they looked, but how they felt, right? This like inner beauty was revealed, this inner femininity. Um, And that was always such an influence on me. Um, At the same time, as I got older, I felt very naturally sexual. Um, And my parents acknowledged that. Um, I remember my dad, I was 15, he said, you know, Honey, we know that you're a sexual being, and that's okay. You know we we, we respect you. Wow. Just, just be careful and think. And I was like, wow, this is this is amazing. Um, and I really wanted to express myself. Right, I was out there expressing myself, testing the waters of of my sexuality. Um, and some experiences were great. Some were not as great. Um, but within the home, um, and I actually did some therapy in my teenage years as well, Um, there was no shame, right? It was like I circumvented, if that's the right word, or circumnavigated, I skipped over attaching any shame to my experiences, um, which is such a gift, right? Because there's so much shame, there's so much guilt, there's so much trauma and embarrassment and shyness that sits within women about this subject. Um, but I was fortunate to kind of move around it, um, and embrace it as part of my life. And I became that girl, probably like you, that all my friends were coming to for sex advice and for love advice. And how do I get this toy? What, you know, what is this orgasm that you're talking about? Um, and so these two things, beauty and transformation and sex combined were just always my passions. Um, I wound up in the music business. But fast forward many years later, I thought, hey, why not create a business that blends sex and beauty, that blends female empowerment and fun. Um, and this was 13 years ago. So the sex industry was still very much rooted in triple X and it's evolved. And I like to think that Booty Parlor and the work that I've done and the education that we've done with the media has really helped bring that industry up to where it is now. Um, and, and with my coaching work and my writing work, you know, for the last 13 years, I've been going all over the country talking to women about sex. You know, um, what a dream. Thousands and thousands of strangers. I'm like, hey, let's talk about sex. So, um, and that's, I, I love that so much. I love sharing and coaxing women, you know, to, to share um, and helping them open up. And so that's kind of where I got to where I am is building this brand. Um, and I have a lot of marketing and PR experience in my former life in the music business um, and coaching and doing workshops. It's like I've, I've somehow combined all of my passions to uh, to be where I am now. That is incredible. Yeah.
0: And the fact that you could grow up with parents like that really seems like it set you up for this without having totally. a lot of that work on that. Because totally.
1: Yes, that's yes.
0: Something that I find a lot of women are stuck in the whole shame and guilt around uh, reclaiming their sexuality at all. So uh, yes, yeah, that's amazing that you had yes. like
1: that. Yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah. I remember now it wasn't you know it was my mom obviously as well. I think when I was thirteen, um, she was like, you know, it's really good to masturbate, oh and you know, it's it's even you know it can be just as good if not better than sex so you know I was like mom I'm already on it you know I got this (laughs) but it was just to be acknowledged to be acknowledged Um, and like you just said when I teach workshops you see the fear in the room you know you see it like I've been carrying this guilt for 60 years I just had a 60 year old woman in a workshop that I did and it was like she felt safe enough to share And safe enough to heal, and you know, I was bringing like a frankness and just a a regularity to the conversation that she had never really experienced before. Mm -hmm. You could just see like years and years and years of fear around this subject kind of melting away. It's so needed. It's so needed. Yeah.
0: When when women contact me because they're like, oh, I saw your post and it made me blush, so I knew I should reach out to you. (laughs) Just like why does this still make people blush? Like why do people still giggle when they hear the word vagina or pussy? Like, I don't,
1: <laughs> I don't, I know.
0: but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear how you started a business with this 13 years ago. Like yeah. I was 20 then and uh, like, I didn't know anybody doing anything like this then. Yeah. And like, what kind of pushback, how was it received by people?
1: Well, what's really interesting lesson learned is that, you know, I started a business that I had absolutely zero experience in, like had never worked for a consumer goods brand, had never even worked for a home party plan. And, you know, we launched a collection of like a hundred products at once. We launched a wholesale business. We launched a direct sales party plan armed to the business. We like, we were so young and ambitious. I started with my, my husband. Um, Ignorance is bliss, I guess. Is that my business tip? Um, No, I mean, you know, we really started, I mean, with the philosophy, right? The philosophy is that every woman wants, deserves, and needs to feel sexy, confident, and attractive. Like, basic human need, right? So from there, okay, what products would make her feel that way, right? And then brainstorming, brainstorming, brainstorming. We knew that the market, there was, like, wide open, white space for it. Um, and we just started going to conventions in the sex industry and we immediately knew what was wrong with it. Yeah. Um, we just started reaching know, we got the, it was like a, it was like the yellow pages. No, it was still the internet. Um, but you know, finding the right labs and, and taking meetings and, um, finding the right chemists to kind of help us bring our vision together. And, um, and you know, in hindsight, maybe we should have had like a sales and distribution plan. <laughs> at first, but that all came. And really, you know, um, beginner's luck or we just had a really great brand with a great message and Victoria's Secret scouted us a few weeks after we launched, Um, which was amazing out of the blue. You know, I saw their number come up on my phone and I thought, did I make a catalog order? Um, But they had seen us um, at one of the PR events that we had done and loved our brand. And then, you know, you just fight above your weight. You just fight above your weight. You rise to the occasion. You figure it out. If there's an opportunity you figure out how am I gonna make this happen? You um, Network like a mofo um, and ask for help and build, and build, build day by day. Someone, um, I was describing the business to someone the other day and they said, wow, like that sounds like a beautiful nightmare. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So, oh my God. Yes. Booty parlor is my beautiful nightmare. Um, <laughs> because it is, it's so beautiful. The brand is beautiful. The effect that it has on women is beautiful, but, um, yeah, it's also a nightmare. I mean, just the job, you know, juggling of all the pieces and the, um, you know, translating packaging into Arabic and translating packaging into Korean. It's like lots of moving parts and pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, Booty Parlor is doing really well. It, it doesn't run itself, but it's very stable now. And it's 13th year of business. Um, and so that frees me up to do more of what's in my heart now, which is working with moms, um, writing and, and workshopping. Yeah. And, and that comes from the need, right? Not just the needs of other moms, but I know you have, you have many children, don't you? For, yeah. For children. Yeah. I mean, one day you don't have children and the next day you do have children. And one day your sex life is like amazing. And the next day your life is, you're exhausted, you're crunched for time. There's probably some resentment in your relationship that's come up because of the changes in the domestic life and the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, sex becomes routine. And it's like, I experience that change to my own self. After having babies, I experienced that that um, not necessarily a loss of identity, but my identity came into question. Yeah. You know, before kids, I was the founder of Booty Parlor an author. Blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden I was Rocky's mom. And there's that great pull to that. Yeah. But also like how to evolve into that and how to bring all of these other parts of my identity together. And a huge part of that is my sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just felt this call to dive in to more work, um, more self-pleasuring practices, more practice in my relationship, more practice on love, more practice on sex, variety, frequency. Um, And so over the last few years, I've just been developing this new system, um, Mm. which is the Mommy Mojo makeover. And uh, I love it. It's really fun. It's really like bite-sized, actionable tips that a mom, like even if she's hiding in the bathroom for five minutes, she could take the book and discover something and and, and take five minutes and do one of the practices. And that's
0: going to be so, so valuable to have that. I can't wait for that to come out. Oh my goodness. Yes. So I love how you took a product based brand and you incorporated all of these pieces into it, like the coaching and the workshops. You don't see anybody else doing that. Like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe you do because you're more connected. But I love that you you've done that because it's really brought home, like the core of, of the, our sexual our, our sexuality and how we can really help it because it doesn't always come in the form of a product or a toy. Sometimes it's inner work that needs to be done. yes,
1: totally, totally. Um, my husband likes to describe it like um like a celebrity chef, right? So they have the information and the practice. And then they write a cookbook, right? And then they do a deal with whoever to make the spoons and the utensils and the glassware and the pottery, you know, the cookware. So it is kind of in a way um, that's the model that we have where I um, deliver the information and the tools. I write the books and then Foodie Parlor has the products to kind of help accessorize that experience. Um, because sometimes, you know... Sometimes women have hang-ups they need to overcome. Sometimes women need to work on their schedule and actually see that they need to pay um, attention to their schedule and make room for the practice of sexuality. Um, But sometimes people are just a little bit bored and they just need an edible body topping to drizzle on each other. And it's like, oh, we remember this is fun. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So it's like, I got a little something for you. I got a little something for you.
0: Oh, that is so amazing! Yes, yeah, I love fun. So yeah, love that. So, how did fun. what like programs or um, I don't know, like who did you seek out teachers to do that own uh, your own sexuality work and your own embodiment work for? I mean, like, the come up for this or how did that
1: happen? I yeah, you know, I I always say I'm I'm self taught. I found, um, I found a book in my grandma's house uh, mm-hmm. her soul, um, called The Sensuous Woman by Jay. Um, I can't remember when it was written. I think it was written in the 60s. Um, and I found this book. And when we would go over to her house on Sundays, I would disappear into the basement and find this book and read this book. Um, and it was all about, like, it was, like, the cool like swinging 60s ladies' guide to pleasure and sex. Wow. Um, And it was, a lot of it was like very Cosmo style, how to please him. But it was also about how to get pleasure. Um, And there was like a chapter on like using whipped cream for a blowjob. And I was like, this is so exciting. What have I found here? Um, And that's really, you know, what started my self-study. Um, so certainly, you know, reading, reading books, um, meeting a lot of teachers over the years throughout, um, the course of business and life, running into other doctors on TV shows and whatnot, forming relationships. Um, but really so much self-practice and so much self-exploration and, um, and really, it's such a big part of my life. I spend so much time practicing sex, thinking about sex, writing about sex, and then getting that feedback from other women and just field work um, of talking to women about their sex lives, how they feel about their bodies, um, how they cope with resentment, giving ideas, receiving feedback from women who've tested that, those ideas. Um, yeah, it's really like rootsy, self-taught, um, and always seeking more information.
0: That's so cool. I, I can't yeah. believe that you're self-taught with that. That's incredible. And
1: you know what, you know, what's interesting is that, um, you know, and I think this happens with a lot of successful people. I think, you know, I call it the phone, the phony syndrome. It's like, no matter how successful you are, you're like, wait a second, hey, do I know enough? Am I a phony? Do I know enough to be teaching this work? Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, in my old age, um, and, you know, having been doing this for over a decade, I'm really, like, now standing in my power and standing in my knowledge and standing in my authority. I've written two books. I've run this business. I've coached enough people. I've put this digital program out. You know, I've taught enough workshops. I'm legit. Yeah. like i I believe now I can stand in that and own it yeah. um, and yet the study you know the study is never over, right? there's always more to learn
0: yeah there's, there's more lifelong learners for sure yeah, yeah. yeah. so what are what does the sexuality practice look like for you <laughs> like if you're I'm always curious what people consider a self pleasure practice you know yeah for, for totally some people, you know it might mean that they spend five minutes with a vibrator for some people it might mean they spend an hour doing deep tantric practices like i do Uh, weird like that but like what does that mean for you
1: totally well i would say about three times a week um sometimes more but rarely less um i'll have a, a solo session um And I, you know, it's definitely developed into a a ritual. Um, So I might dance with myself. I might rub my body with coconut oil. I might fantasize. I might watch some um, great porn. I might lay out my toys and and look at them like they're a lover. Um, And sometimes I'm like ready to go. I need the orgasm now or I have five minutes and I have to leave to pick up the kids and that's it. Or sometimes I'll be able to stretch it out and really play and, and build and lower it until I reach, um, you know, that big O, um, and kind of draw it out. Um, sometimes I'll pull like a goddess card. Sometimes I'll meditate, but mostly it's like dancing and masturbating. (laughs) Um, a lot of dancing and a lot of masturbating. Um, and then with my husband, um, I love to schedule sex, um, especially after kids. Mm. Um, I'm just a very organized person. I'm, I'm a planner. I kind of thrive on structure and organization. Um, and, and so at the beginning of every week, I'll kind of look at the week. I'll see where the windows are, where I'm going to be feeling relaxed. Alternately, I'll see where I'm going to be having a lot of stress and I know I'll need like an orgasm, I'll need that release. And I'll just kind of block out, like, okay, here's we'll have an hour. So let's have some really playful, cool, exploratory sex. Here we're gonna have like a half an hour and we won't have had sex for a couple of days. So I'm just gonna like know that there's gonna be a hot quickie right there. Um I know I'm gonna masturbate on this day because I've got this nice window um before I get the kids or before yoga or after yoga. And I just what that does for me is it kind of guarantees consistency and -hmm. frequency and it guarantees variety because I've got a whole wealth of sexual experiences. I know I'm going to pull from, Mm -hmm. um, and I don't like sex to be routine. Um, so I, it's like almost like a choose your own adventure, like a little mix and match. Um, and that's kind of what my practice looks like. It's a lot of lingerie. It's a lot of like, um, slutty, fishnet body stocking.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, it's just like, you know, it's fun. It's fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. And I love that you pointed out that it's, that you can still, because you don't hear many women say that, where they can schedule sex and then it still be, feel spontaneous because you have a wealth of different types yes. of sexual experiences to draw upon, whereas that's right. women who get an, a habitual pattern of what sex has to yeah. be like, yeah. uh, that can also, be super boring. Go ahead. No, also,
1: also, what I like about it is that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm juggling a lot of things, right? And I want to be present in sex because that's where I get the most pleasure is when I'm really present. Yeah. Um, so if I know I'm going to be having sex at night, Then throughout the day, I might do a little bit of dancing. I might look in my lingerie drawer and see, hmm, what do I feel like wearing tonight? Mm -hmm. I might um, flirt a little bit more as I'm out in the world to get that attention that fuels my desire so that I can then bring it home and be really ready and anticipating the sex I'm going to have that night. Um, So for me, planning allows me to become present over the course of a day. As opposed to creating that cycle of maybe he makes a move, I'm busy, or I've got something else going on, I'm not ready to drop what I'm doing and turn towards sex, um, which creates that cycle of rejection and disappointment. You know, it's like anticipation, rejection, disappointment. Like, I don't have time for that shit. Oh,
0: Um,
1: yeah. So for me, planning really helps me with that.
0: Yeah, I think we just plan to have sex like every day. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't ever plan. Like, I wouldn't say I plan sex, but like, it's huh? every day. I don't know. Yeah. Then
1: you're <laughs> a unicorn. You're a unicorn.
0: <laughs> yes. Totally a unicorn. <laughs> totally a unicorn. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um. So you have a book coming out in April. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what's the title of that? You said it. Was yeah, awesome. I'm, so, I'm gonna give things. you the short title. The short okay. title is the
1: Mommy Mojo Makeover.
0: Okay, <laughs> and and it details a bunch of practices that women can do uh, to ignite their relationship. Yeah, to kind of to you know, there's several practices to reboot your body
1: confidence after having a baby. Um, lots of practices on self pleasure. Lots of practices um, on increasing the frequency and variety of sex. Mm-hmm. Um, There's some really cool targeted exercises to reduce the resentment in your relationship that so many moms and dads talk about. Um, And um, again, the the overarching theme is like how to bring in more sex and sensuality into your life as a mom. And the why of that is because when you feel orgasmic, when you feel that you have freedom to be a woman, because freedom's really sexy, right? Oh, so... When you have your freedom, when you feel you have your identity, that you're not just stuck in the mom zone, everything else in your life is better. You'll be a better wife. You'll be a better mom. You'll be more productive and excited about work if this part of your life is flowing.
0: Yeah, because when it's not good or when you have those relationship breakdowns or arguments or when you continue to cycle in this, like, you know, arguing about the same thing every day mode, that's so draining. and. To be able to work through the, like, I think the most energetically draining things that ever occurred for me were going through a divorce mm-hmm. and anytime that I get an, um, an argument with my partner, like my whole life feels out of balance and out of sorts when that's not right or yeah. things wrong in, in our sex life or something's wrong in our relationship. Like there's nothing, there's no worse feeling in the world to me. yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And having the right tools and practices and and knowing how you can help yourself. And that is so valuable to have. So do you have any, any practice you'd like to share with us today that that you might want to tell us about?
1: Well, one thing I want to, I want to mention, and it's not really a sex tip, but it plays on this idea of freedom. Um, One of my favorite tools is called the mommy pop out. Um, and it's basically like a two hour excursion of freedom. So once a week you leave the house, you leave the children, you push them on to anyone else, whoever will take them from like six until eight or six 30 until eight 30. But it's those hours at the end of the day where we're all struggling for energy and it's the tedium, right? It's the dinner, the cleanup, the bath time, the homework, the bedtime, the teeth, the this, the that. And and it's just skipping it. It's popping out, pop out to go out and be in the world and to experience that freedom, that sweet, sweet freedom to just be in the world as a woman, to stroll down the street in your village and window shop and talk to strangers, to check out a, a reading at the bookstore, to go into a bar and sit at the bar and flirt with the bartender, right? Just to exist in that space of freedom I find is like a shot of desire, a shot of inspiration. It's that freedom that is much harder to come by as a mom, that when you get it, you feel so excited. You feel that sense of turn on. Um, You feel that sense of mojo igniting again. And then oftentimes you'll come home and you're so turned on just by experiencing that, then you might have sex that night on a night where you'd usually just crash after you finally get the kids to bed. So the mommy pop out is one of my all-time favorite tools. Um, And I always, you know, tell, tell moms, just get it in the calendar once a week, get somebody, anybody, a neighbor, do a babysitting trade. If your partner can't be home, your mom, anyone, anyone, and just pop the fuck out of the house and
0: Uh, go be a woman. Just go be a woman. The best date nights always happen during those hours. Don't they? (laughs)
1: Yeah, totally, because you're not being dragged down by the children.
0: <laughs> and, and that's a whole other thing with the, with the guilt thing is that we have, as moms, we have this thing about feeling guilty for doing something like that because we're not home you know, with yeah. the kids 24-7. I, I mean, I live in the South, and God only knows, we have like the, probably some of the harshest conditioning about what it means to be the good mm-hmm. wife. So, you yeah. know being able to step out of that and you know not feel guilty about it because you know what you deserve that you deserve time to get out of that routine like that's See. so valuable to have that and give yourself that and there's nothing to feel guilty about with doing yeah. that there, so, you know
1: also like guilt just in general any kind of guilt is such a wasted emotion like anger anger drives action like Sadness can be cathartic, but guilt, what does guilt do? There's no, it doesn't move you anywhere. It just keeps you stuck. Yeah. Um, And swampy. Yeah. And, and, you know, after two hours of freedom, you will feel so much happier, so much more turned on, so much sexier, so much more relaxed and so much less resentful.
0: Yeah. So how do you get a mom who totally believes, because so many of them do, that they just don't have the energy or the time to focus on their sensuality and their sexuality. Yeah. How do you make that switch from, you know, thinking that to like, I just don't have the time or energy to even work on it, to letting her know and helping her to see that actually if you prioritize it and start to work on it, then you actually have more energy for everything else.
1: Yes, totally.
0: That's one of... Any insights on that?
1: Yeah, sure, sure. Um, well, certainly, I like to ask the question, like, what's, like, what would you rather do? Make more time to invest in sex and sensuality or get divorced? Like, what would you rather do? <laughs> um, so so I, I, I sometimes start with that question. But oftentimes, the, the practical exercise, the actionable And get your Wonder Woman costume. Um, Halloween is past. I already got it. Um, You know what I do? I like to um, inspire women to see the sexy that already exists in their daily lives, right? So you're not asking her to change anything she's doing. She's still running errands. She's still going to the grocery store. She's still picking up the kids. But to simply look for some sensual cues, some visual and mental stimulation that's already there. So when you're at the grocery store, I use this example a lot, and you're in the produce section and you're picking carrots, maybe think about those carrots in a different way. You know, they're so firm and long and fresh and hard. And maybe that brings a smile to your face because <sighs> it, it adds a little bit of titillation to your life, right? Or you're at the coffee shop and you're racing to get here and there. But you just look around and you look, do I find anyone attractive here, right? So your regular routine, you're just looking. What can I pick up on? What can I pick up on that gives me a little tingle down below? Um, And then all of a sudden, bit by bit, she starts going, wow, well, that felt good. That felt good. So maybe making more time and space for sex isn't such a bad thing. And maybe if I'm seeing it in my daily life already, maybe it was me. Maybe I just didn't notice it. Maybe I didn't notice I did have more time for it. And so it's like a really small shift in her mindset um, that can be the the, the little crack yeah. that makes the space for her.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I love that you point out that, uh, you know, to use a mindset piece because... That does not take any more time. That does not mean you have to put anything on your to-do list. So you think if you're out there listening and you think that, well, I just don't have time or the energy to do... No, no, no. You start with a mindset. And I love that, that point being made. Yes. And like really
1: though, like really, like I'm so glad I skipped out on an orgasm. Like said no one ever. You know, I mean... Five minutes to have an orgasm. You'll you're never gonna regret that on your deathbed. Oh, I'm so bummed. I had another orgasm that
0: day. Oh my god, so <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. So, do you have any group coaching programs or online courses for women to uh, that maybe read your book and want further support with that?
1: Yeah, I did develop um, a digital program for the Mommy Mojo Makeover. I actually did it before I um, wrote the book. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to be relaunching it in the spring when the book comes out. So come April, um, I'll be launching a new digital course that'll be, I think, more interactive. um, Because I think really this is so much about sharing and coming together as a community of moms. Um, So I'm excited for that to happen. And in the meantime, I do one-on-one coaching. and, uh, and, um, I'll be doing some group workshops as well here in Miami and New York and LA, um, as the, as the book starts to launch in the spring.
0: Awesome. Very yeah. cool. So what is your favorite beauty parlor products? I've been dying to ask that. <laughs> God, I have so many, um,
1: My favorite cosmetic that we have is our Kissaholic aphrodisiac infused lip gloss. I'm just a lip gloss junkie and I love that. Um, But I think, you know, I think my favorite product to kind of instantly spice up your sex life, to kind of instantly access some variety uh, in a really simple, sweet way is with our Skin Honey Kissable Body Topping um and it's a edible gel you can use it as a massage gel you can use it for intimate use and you can also just use it as a kissable body topping that you can just drizzle all over the body so you can drizzle it on your nipples and then you're inviting your lover to come and kiss it off um you can drizzle it on him and kind of sweeten the taste of oral sex um it's just very playful it tastes good it's infused with honey extract and ginseng and goji berry um it's good for the skin it tastes good and it's just fun and playful you know i think some people may get intimidated and say well i don't want to get too involved with toys or i'm too scared to play with you know kinky light um products yeah. but this is like almost everyone wants to experience that edible play um fantasy and this is a really mm-hmm. easy way to do it it's called skin honey
0: Oh, I'm so buying that. (laughs) (laughs) That's one thing I have not done. (laughs) Yeah, It's
1: really fun. We do it in chocolate, honey, pomegranate, honey, marshmallow gold. And we also just released a new flavor called sugared apple, which is delicious. It's delicious.
0: Mm. Oh my God. That sounds so yum. (laughs) Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So the last question is always ask the same thing what is one piece of advice or tip that you have on being a multi-orgasmic mama?
1: Oh gosh. Um, just prioritize masturbation, right? Get a toy that you absolutely love. And you know, I always say like pause to pleasure, stop, drop and masturbate, you know, just <laughs> drop everything. I'll drop everything. And do you have me? Yeah. Drop everything and just give yourself some pleasure. You're going to feel so much more excited about life when you're having more frequent orgasms. You know, they're not something you have to save. Right. I think some women go, well, if I masturbate, then I won't want to have sex with my husband. And that's just not true. Sex begets sex orgasms. You know, the more you have, the more you want. Um, so just get to know your body, pleasure yourself in different ways. Um, I find that when you're building your orgasm, if you can like really relax your pelvic floor instead of clenching it so tight, you know, relax, build your pleasure, relax more, see if you can hold off on that orgasm until you finally build, you know, bigger and bigger, more expansive orgasms. Um, So just make it a practice, you know, like you focus on nutrition, you focus on fitness, you focus on family, focus on your own pleasure as well
0: yeah um, and the, the part about building up the pleasure, I love that you pointed that out, because that was a key thing and me being able to experience um, my multi orgasmic potential was to, uh, I call it edging, and mm-hmm. so you know yeah, you build it up, you build it up, but you don't go all the way there, and then yeah. you just let it build up more, yeah. and then often, when I do that over the course, like you don't you know it might take 10, 15, 20 minutes to get there. Yeah. but yeah. when you do. And then you finally go over that edge. It's yeah. built up so high. Yes. You have that orgasm. And then it comes down a little bit. And then you do it again. And then you build it you up. Again, and then there's another one. And then another yeah. one. And another one. And yeah. what you said about the um, the pelvic floor, relaxing the pelvic floor. That was, oh, that was like, super key to yeah. uh, to experience multi-orgasmic states.
1: Totally. It's an advanced, you know, it's an advanced maneuver. You got to yeah. keep practicing. You got to keep practicing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, thanks so much for that wisdom and let us know where we can find you and all of Yeah,
1: the- you can find me at Dana B. danabmyers.com, D A N A B M Y E R S.com, or at bootyparlor.com for all of our fun products, um, B O O T Y P A R L O R.com.
0: And for your workshops, do you advertise those on your... For my
1: workshops, yeah. I need to update my website,
0: Um, but Dana B.
1: Myers, yeah. You can find out what's happening, everything there, and link to my Facebook pages and all of that stuff.
0: Sweet. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all of your wisdom and all of the delicious sharing, and super appreciate it. Valuable knowledge for sure.
1: (laughs) Thanks for having me, Lacey. Thanks so much. Yeah. Bye.